Hello and welcome to the 2019 Spread the Word podcast. In the three episodes of this series, we speak to the winner and two highly commended authors of the 2018 London Short Story Prize, which aims to find the best short stories from emerging writers in the capital. In this episode, you will hear Abel Shekhej interview with Emma Hutton. Her story, Dead Shark, was highly commended by the jury of last year's London Short Story Prize. Dead Shark is a story of Dot's struggles to break out of her monotonous life and her mission to reconnect with herself. Hi, Emma. Hi. Welcome to LCC. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing the the interview with us. So first of all, what I want to ask is, what's your background, basically? Um, How did you come to writing? My background is basically I have always wanted to write. That's been like forever, you know. All writers say that, though, don't they? It's something I wanted to do since I was a child. Yeah. But I really just didn't do anything with it. I guess I just didn't think I could in many ways. So I went a circuitous route in the sense that I started copywriting as a job. Um, And I feel like that gave me a bit more confidence in what I could do. Just as a writer in general, like people were paying me money to write stuff. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a go and I'm going to actually try and write my own stories. Um, So I find a local group called Literary Kitchen in Peckham, and there's a woman there, Andrea Mason, and she does these groups, and she starts with beginners, but she does all different kinds of levels. So I went there, and and that's where it started from, basically, and that was maybe just over two years ago. I really started writing, like writing my own stories, and that's... That's essentially how it started. Yeah, so this writing club in Peckham, that really helped you basically it really find helped. your own, own voice. or yeah. yeah, it gave me confidence. It gave me confidence to be surrounded by other people who were in the same boat as me. And lots of different age groups, you know, lots of people from different backgrounds. And it was just, it was learning the craft. Because I think that there is a thing about writing where you do have to learn. You have to learn very simple things you know even like dialogue or scene setting building character it all takes work to get it right and I enjoyed that process though I think it makes you a better writer I think it makes you consider the reader more and when you consider the reader the reader's experience I think it makes you a better writer yeah um I, I kept I keep hearing sometimes the counter argument for that that you <laughs> cannot really learn how to write and sort of you have to find your own way and you have to fail and sort of fail better even but so do you think you like you could actually learn how to write or uh, or I would go with you in that way. I don't think you can learn how to write. I think you can learn the craft of writing. I think you can become a better writer. I think the only thing that makes you a good writer is being a good reader. If you don't read, you can't. You're never going to be yeah. a good writer. I think you will. That's what gives you your voice. You will have your own voice, but it's how you tell your stories. And I think that's where me having my group so at the moment i have a writer's group and we meet once a week Oh, okay and we workshop our stories so some people are writing novels short stories film treatments and that's also really interesting to read other people's work and see where it can be improved or what you think works and what doesn't work that's probably been the most helpful thing 
But yes, I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think you can teach someone how to write. So, let's talk about the prize and that shark. Um, this is your fourth short story, or? I'm. You've been doing your research, and yeah, now I'm trying to think like, which stories are these. There was the dogs. Okay, so I did yes. Flitter, I think. Flitter and, yeah, and there was a third one. Sal. Sal, yeah, and then the shark. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I read that shark many times actually, <laughs> and I'm always like, wow, um, I think it's great. But so, what was the inspiration, sort of, behind the story? It was a culmination of things, I think. Okay. So for me, every year I read J.D. Salinger's short story collection, Nine Stories, or I think it, for here it's, in the UK, I think it's called For Esme with Love and Squalor. And I've read it every year since I was like a kid. I love that collection. I always find it changes every time I read it. And there's a story in there which is called For Esme with Love and Squalor. And I thought about this character, Esme, and I, then the first line just came into my head. Honestly, that's how it started. But then it was all these other things that had just been bubbling around inside. And suddenly yeah. they all seemed to coalesce and come together. So there were things like, in this story, it talks about, there's a Woody Allen, there's a reference to Woody Allen and yeah. Dead Shark. Yeah. And I had, that's always in my head as well, all the time, this idea of relationships being... A dead shark if they don't move forward if you don't maintain momentum then you're a dead shark or your relationships a dead shark and that was part of it and then there's also an incident in the story which is really the catalyst for her determining or setting her own journey which is she meets a woman in a pottery class who tells her that she has a dark heart and that actually happened to me and I, oh, really? Yes, it's the weirdest. It's one of the weirdest things that has ever oh. happened to me in my whole life. So tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> so like every person who, you know, lives in Camberwell or Peckham, <laughs> I decided that I would do a pottery course. I thought that would be a cool thing to do. So I went along and it was great and I was enjoying it and I was okay. I wasn't brilliant at it. But one day at the end of, uh, I think it was the the second to last class we were cleaning up and everyone kind of left and this woman was still there and I said I was like oh no you know we're gonna have to clean everything up by ourselves and she just turned to me and she went you've got a dark heart you seem like a really negative person and I was just <laughs> like I didn't of course I didn't say anything I was just like are you what but um yeah I, I could not get it out of my head afterwards yeah. it was just the strangest thing. Like I was talking to my friends about it going, what is this? Is this person crazy? Or do I actually have like a really dark heart? Do you think, do you, <laughs> when I went to my boyfriend, do you think I have a dark heart? Like mm, slightly, it's not too dark. <laughs> but yeah, so it was kind of just all these things that have been in my head and they just seem to come together in this story. Nothing yeah. was really forced. This was probably the easiest story I have ever written in the sense that it just, it almost just came out all at once in one sitting. And I loved writing it, yeah. which is not generally the case all the time. How much from yourself is, is in that character? 
You have done so much research. Yeah. This course. is quite terrifying. <laughs> um, I will be... Okay, I'm going to be brutally honest. So yeah. cat cam... There is this guy in America called John, and he has this cat cam. And a few years ago, I got really into it. I find it is the most soothing thing in the world. So when I finished work, and I was working for myself at home... But in the evenings, instead of like watching films and things, I would get into bed and I would watch this cat cam. And it was like this, it just felt like the most soothing thing in the world. It was strange, but I really loved it. It also made me feel slightly crazy. Like, what am I doing? This is bizarre. But yes, the cat cam thing, I have done that. Yeah. Barbara Stanwyck is in it as well. She yes, she watches yeah, lots of Barbara Stanwyck yeah. films. I love Barbara Stanwyck. Um, so there are these threads I've definitely pulled in that are parts of things that I love. But I think that gives it... Because it's it's quite a weird story, is it? Maybe it isn't that weird. But I feel like you have to give characters, for me at least, details that make them feel truly real. I really liked the the part when it was about her. I I don't know if it's a friend, but the 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 the, the tarot reader basically. Yeah. Um, because I have weird friends, <laughs> so <laughs> I sort of seen my friends in that character. So do you like who's who's the who's the character based on or who's the character based on? I don't know that she's necessarily based on any person that I know like a particular person yeah. that I would know in my life I just thought I need I need someone who offsets Dot as a character so Dot is your saying you know she's had this accident and she can't make decisions she's lost her gut instinct essentially so she brings in all these different people that she feels can help her so Leona this tarot card card reader is one of her friends we say friend but she actually pays her yeah. so she's providing a service to her but the thing about Leona is she has echolalia so she just walks around singing and you know and has weird kind of ideas about Woody Allen films and how that should kind of inform the way you are in, in the world and in your life. But Leona, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say that she... I, the echolalia thing, again, I would say that's more a part of me. I used to actually have that myself when I was younger. Okay. Um, and I always thought it was just a really interesting thing that would be useful when building character. Yeah. Dead Shark. People call me Dot, but that's not my name. My name is Esme, like in the Salinger story. The one where Esme sends Sergeant X her dead dad's watch. Do you know that one? You should know that one. Everybody knows that one. I was born with a mark under my right eye, a perfect little circle, a dot. That's why my family started calling me Dot. I call myself Dot too. One syllable. You can't mess with one syllable, right? Then I met a man who called me D. He should have called me E. Why is everyone always trying to shorten everything? We were together for six years. During a fight, he told me I was boring, and I tried to push him over, but he was a tree. He was also a liar and a narcissist. Swings and roundabouts. The dot hasn't stopped growing. It covers almost all of my cheek and is slipping down behind my ear. 
The doctor says it's not malignant and that I should count my blessings. If they dig me up in a hundred years, they'll find just the dot. Maybe it'll sink into the soil, the sea, cover the earth, an encroaching, endless mark in memory of me. A year ago, when I was almost 26, a man pushed me off a bridge and I fell onto the pavement below. There were teeth and broken elbows and legs and lots of small bones I can't remember the names of. I lost my mind for a while and my gut. You know people always tell you to trust your gut? Well, my gut has been out of whack since the fall. It broke apart with all those little bones and I couldn't think or feel or make a decision. I believed all of my choices would lead to terrible consequences. Now my life is a list, a list of shopping, seven cartons of soup, cereal, milk and oranges. I eat the same thing every day at the same time. Cereal for breakfast, soup for lunch, an orange in the afternoon and soup for dinner. I shit at the same time every day. I watch movies at night. I like the old ones with blonde women who peel off long gloves to answer the telephone. I have a rota so I never have to decide. Tuesdays are best because the films all have Barbara Stanwyck in them and I love Barbara Stanwyck. Her real name was Ruby Catherine Stevens and she started smoking when she was nine. Nine? I didn't start until I was 12 and then I had to stop after the fall, what with the collapsed lung and all. I watched Double Indemnity, then Sorry Wrong Number, and then No Man of Her Own. Barbara can play good and evil, but I love it when she's the doomed woman. Nobody does doomed quite like Barbara. When I'm done watching movies, I like to watch the cat cam on the internet. Watching cats grow from shut-eyed babies to silky, slinky creatures makes me feel better. It marks the passing of time in a way that's better than hands-on clocks. Hairs on legs, plaque on teeth. Watching tails grow is better than almost anything. Almost always one of the kittens gets sick and nearly dies or does die. But that's life. We can't all live. I was going to kill myself until I got a reply from Dear Phyllis. Everyone knows Dear Phyllis. I wrote a ton of emails to Agony Ants, but Phyllis was the only one to get back to me. I was all set to go gently into that good night, so I guess it's pretty lucky she replied when she did. Do you have any exciting or any upcoming projects, writings? Um... I'm working on my short story collection. Um, so basically, you know, being recognized uh, in this prize, this story being recognized has really inspired me and spurred me on to write my collection. So. Fingers crossed, I will have that by the end of the year. But yes, short stories, I'm still going to keep working away at them. And I do, I would love to write a novel. I think that would be the ultimate thing to do. Terrifying, but yeah. I think if you love writing, being able to finish a novel and have people read it would just be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And do you have any advice for future writers read (laughs) (laughs) read read books read anything read if you don't read you can't draw you don't have anything to draw on do you know what I mean you don't have any you can have no life you can have literally no life you can live in one room in a house and not move from that room but if you read books you're in the world like you know the world you know people you know characters 
you have to read to be a good writer otherwise just just don't don't bother (laughs) (laughs) and since it's uh, we are talking about the London Short Story Prize yes what connects you to London because you are you from London I'm from Northern Ireland so I came here um, after I did I did my degree in Liverpool and then I moved to London with my boyfriend at the time and I've been here ever since but I went to Goldsmiths and I did my degree there I think there's a thing of it's hard to get out of London sometimes when you come here because you love it and you deeply hate it at the same time and it just traps you and I like being trapped in London so I think I'm here probably forever so yeah the you know it was a no-brainer for me to enter this story to the yeah. London Short Story Prize because and I'm so honored and absolutely delighted that they selected my story Oh, it's a great story, so... Thank you. Okay, thank you for being here. This podcast is a co-production of Spread the Word and London College of Communication. This episode was hosted by Abel Shekesh and produced by Apan Rabjit and Stephen Brees. Intro by Ben Farmer. Our theme music is by Lobo Loco.